It's a Farm Friday. Let's talk Los Angeles Dodgers and the fact that they only have like one lefty pitching prospect. That's weird, right? Like it's not just me. That's weird to only have one in like your entire farm system. Okay, just check it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And as we do every Friday, it's a Farm Friday. We're going through the, uh, the minor league organizations in order of uh, organizational talent ranking. And today is the Dodgers. We start off in single A with the Rancho Cumunga Quakes. Uh, 67-53 last year, won their division but didn't make the playoffs because the way it worked is the two best, the two best records they made the playoffs. So both teams from the other division made the playoffs and played each other. So no postseason for the for the Quakes, uh, but 25-22 right now, four games back, and the big prospect here to talk about, like I mentioned in the cold open, is the only ranked lefty pitching prospect in this entire system, Maddox Bruns. So uh, first rounder in 2021, 29th overall, signed for just over, I'm sorry, just under $2.2 million. And really interesting, like one of those high upside but high risk prep arm signings, right? So kid 6'2", 205, uh, Four different pitches. Has a fastball that sits 95. He can touch 97 with it. He gets good deception out of it. It's a plus pitch, okay? So it's good. Uh, the slider, lower to mid 80s, plus pitch. Uh, really interesting angle. Kind of the same as, uh, as the fastball with like this odd delivery that he has. So good angle there. And then a curveball, one of those like big arc curveballs. I think about... Not a player comp, but I think about uh, Clayton Kershaw's curveball, how it's just like a big body curveball. Uh, Flash is plush on that. And then he's got a change up that I think is going to be probably average or so. Uh, but it's, it's, it's funny because he's got decent feel for these pitches, but like well below average control. Just cannot really throw strikes in any sort of reliably way. And so... Uh, that's the big issue here. He's got stuff, right? I mean, he can, he can, he's got velo. He's got good shape to his pitches. He just can't throw him for a strike when he has to. Uh, right now, I mean, it's only 21 innings in the season. 35 strikeouts, 17 walks, 4-4-3 ERA. Uh, the Dodgers seem to think that they can do some stuff to make him, to bring his control to average, you know, whether it's working on his delivery, working on his timing, things like that. But it's just throwing strikes is not a natural thing for him to do. Uh, and so I think he, I mean, he, he probably caps out as a number three arm in the rotation or so, given what he does uh, and given the profile of his pitches. And obviously he's got some development here to do still. He is only, I mean, he was in high school last year or so, uh, but he's just got to learn to throw strikes. And easier said than done. Like, there is a reason prep pitcher is the riskiest of, dra- of draft profiles. Uh, but when you can find a big, tall lefty who can hit 97, you're going to draft that guy in the first round 
Because if it works out, then holy cow, it works out. And maybe they're just nervous about having too many lefty pitchers because this one's so risky. Because that's it. Like, spoiler alert for the rest of the show, we're not talking lefty pitchers in this system. That was it. Maddox Bruns is all you got. Uh, But a lot of, uh, just a lot of great players in this system and a lot of arms just happen to all be righties. Uh, You know, we move from here and we go to, to high A. The Great Lakes Loons. I think a loon's a duck. Uh, anyway, uh, Midland, Michigan. So really far away from California. Uh, 2021, they were 63 and 57. So two games back. And then right now they're 26 and 21, which good record, six games back because high A is just on fire right now. Uh, it, this is, side note, we're going to do a show later later in the season once these records stabilize a bit about the talent distribution because of COVID and what it did. We're going to do a whole show about that. But I think the high A is going to be a really competitive level this year because of where the, all the talent happens to be. But anyway, number one prospect in the system, catcher Diego Cartaya is in there. IFA in 2018 out of Venezuela. 133 at-bats right now. 263, 413, 549. Nine home runs. And it's something where, uh, I mean, he's been on the radar since he was like ten years old. Like he was, he was playing in tournaments on behalf of Venezuela as a like as a kid. Um, signed on the very first day, went to the Arizona League. Uh, you know, so rookie ball did really well there. Went to the alternate training site. Struggled a little bit because he was so incredibly young. Um, but um, since that. Got to low A last year in late May because he had like a like an issue in his back. Uh, but hit 10 home runs in 31 games and then got strained a hamstring in July. And then when he was rehabbing, re-injured his back and he just got shut down for the year. So 20 years old, doesn't have a super long track record in professional baseball. But you kind of know what he is, or you you know some of his traits because you've seen him play for so long. And in the sample sizes you've seen, I mean, he's done great. He's a physical force at the plate. He's uh, a masher, very, very mature for his age. I mean, for being 20 years old, very good at uh, recognizing and staying on a breaking ball, uh, being able to, to, to you know, pick up a pitch out of the hand. And then just catch up to premium velocity. Like, can really stick with it. Um, you can you, you can fool him still, which for a 20-year-old is not breaking news. Uh, but you can kind of fool him a bit. If you give him a change-up kind of down and away or something that just is going to break down and away, you can get him a bit. But, like, he's still going to be an above-average hitter. Uh, he's going to have plus power. And then defensively, he's a really good athlete. Um, He's got like plus plus arm strength, so the, he kind of shuts the run game down a bit. Needs to work on framing, and part of that, you know, when you spend time in single A and they've got uh, ABS, it doesn't help. So getting him in high A and letting him have um, the ability to actually work on framing, especially up, uh, you know, framing that high fastball, things like that, um, you know, and then game calling, just something where. As they're younger, you often don't see them do a lot. And he's an interesting kind of, his approach is shaped by the fact that he couldn't get home during the during the pandemic. And so he actually lived with the AAA manager in South Carolina. 
So, like, very hard worker, picked up fluent English during that time. So, speaks both English and Spanish very well. Very kind of, like, natural-born leader. I think the things here are uh, for Diego Cartaya. It's going to be, can he stay healthy? One. Uh, because he's had multiple back injuries now. And then, um, can he work on on some of the cleaning up some stuff defensively? If he can do that, he's going to be a franchise catcher. He's going to be a like he's going to be in contention for gold gloves. He's going to be in contention for all-star games. Uh so I mean there's a reason he's the number one prospect in the system even at this young of age and it's because even though his professional baseball track record isn't long, his overall baseball track record is and he's been great while doing it. A uh, couple other guys at this level just some position players. I'm looking at a um, Eddie's Leonard, so middle infielder. Signed him for two hundred thousand dollars at age seventeen. Uh, lost twenty twenty, had a full season in twenty twenty one, and just absolutely shot up the prospect list. Batted two ninety six, twenty two home runs, eighty one RBIs. Finished second in the entire organization in OPS with a nine twenty nine. Very very. Uh, like elite bat speed, so probably his number like number one defining trait can get the barrel to the zone very very quickly. Makes very loud, very hard contact. Always been a good fastball hitter, but last year started getting really well at kind of staying back on a right-handed slider. Um, and because of his bat speed, he's got above average raw power. You saw him start to pull the ball a bit last year to. To, to be able to put that raw power into games. Um, defensively, got to figure out what he's going to do. He's better at second than shortstop. I don't think he's a great second baseman. May have to move to, you know, to center or something like that. Fringy to below average everywhere they've tried him in the infield so far. Uh, speed is average. Arm strength's average. Offensively, like he's a special talent defensively, you've got to find a place to put him. He doesn't have the profile of a guy who would DH for you. Doesn't have the speed to be just a pure contact hitter. So you've got to find a home for him on the diamond. Thankfully, you got plenty of time to do that. A couple other, you know, like a Jose Ramos is an interesting guy, but somebody who's lowered down down the uh, prospect rankings, but a guy that I want to talk about is right-hand pitcher Carlos Duran. So... 6'7", 230. Absolutely big boy. 2021 full season debut. It was, um, we're going to call it an adventure. It was an adventure. Um, eight, uh, what was it? 525 ERA in 2021 uh, across 18 starts. But struck out 109 guys. So there's talent there. You just kind of have to figure out how to, I mean, he gave up nine home runs, walked 24 guys, gave up 81 hits. I mean, his whip was 1.4. So like, you just kind of kind of figure out, and it's something, he had a four-seam fastball, it was getting destroyed. He swapped it out for a two-seamer. It's got sink and run, it can get better. But the star here is, this is one of the best sliders in the entire minor leagues. Uh, and being so tall like he is, he gets a lot of great deception with it. Uh, you know, it just it, it comes from such a high angle. And then to go along with that, it has a lot of late movement to it. And so 
He can make righties chase on it. It's going to dive down and away. So sinker, slider combo together. Really good against righties, but platoon issues here. Uh, Changeup is significantly below average. Um, so lefties can hit him. Like I said, the four-seamer wasn't any good. And so he's got he's got a two-seamer. He's got a sinker. He's got to figure out a third pitch. Um, the fact the slider is so good means, yes, he can be a reliever in the minors. But for him to start, he's got to figure out what that third pitch is going to be. And in just a minute, I want to get to the double-A Tulsa Drillers. Great collection of talent here. Really excited to talk about them. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn. With spring in the air, it's a time for renewal and growth, personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the, uh, the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnMLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So the double A Tulsa Drillers, Tulsa, Oklahoma, obviously last year, 63 and 57. So six games back Uh, this year, 27 and 19, half a game back. All of these stats are as of um, Thursday, as of Thursday morning. So not counting in what they've played Thursday night. Tulsa may be, uh, may be in first place in the division by the time you listen to this, depending on what they did Thursday night. But great collection of talent here. And I think the highlight is number two overall prospect, Bobby Miller. So 2020 first rounder uh, at, out of Louisville. And he was a guy in college that bounced back and forth between the rotation and the bullpen. Got four starts in in 2020. Pandemic cancels the season. They took him. Uh, sent him to the alternate site. He looked good. Sent him to instructionals. Looked good. And then um, finally made it to full season ball in 2021. Looked really good. Went all the way up to double A. Um, got hurt. Had an oblique strain. And then the pitch limit they put him on as far as ramping him up limited him to like 50-something innings. Uh, but big, big boy. 6'5", 220. And just has a ton of weapons. So... Uh, four-seam fastball sits mid to upper 90s, touches 100. It's got a two-seamer that sits 95-96. Uh, and the thing here is they have they have similar movement to them, and they can kind of blend in with one another. So he needs to differentiate them a little bit. But when he learns to do that, the four-seamer is going to be like a plus-plus pitch for him, okay? And then to go along with that, he's got a he's got a pretty decent, like a high spin slider it's got some late break to it he can get swings and misses with it I like the 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 curveball better it's a tight spinning curveball he can throw it for strikes Uh, he pairs that with a changeup harder changeup like a high 80s changeup has fade has sink uh, can miss bats as well I think it could be a plus pitch Um, he's gotten better with his delivery a little more consistent now so he I figure his control is probably average now um, the thing he has to work on is one showing that he can stay healthy, 
and then showing that he can he can maintain his endurance and conditioning. So 17 appearances in 2021, he only went five innings one time. And part of that is dealing with injuries, a lot of movement, things like that. But still, he's got to get a little bit deeper in the games. I mean, he has the stuff to be a number two or number three. The question is, can he be healthy? Can he go deeper in the games? Right now, 32 innings, he's one and one with a 4-6 ERA. 36 strikeouts to nine walks. I've talked before about the wins don't matter. I mean, it's we don't care about that. We care about the process. So um, he's he's striking out a little bit less. He's striking guys out a little bit less than last year. He went from 13 and a half strikeouts per nine to 10.3. Walking guys a little bit more. 1.9 per nine to 2.6 per nine. Um, but pitching a little bit deeper. Eight games, 30 innings. So still, I mean, still only averaging four or so, but uh, doing better, nine walks, 36 strikeouts. Whip is lower, so he's overall um, allowing less guys to get on, and that's that's kind of what he has to do. And again, he just has to get a little deeper, but still the best fastball in the system. Um, and, and a guy, if he can figure that out, uh, he has all of the tools to be a starter, to be a very good starter. It's just a question of, of can he get the depth to go five or six innings? He needs to just get a little better there. Um, go along with him. I there's a bunch of there's a bunch of pitchers here. Uh, Landon Knack seven overall. Gavin Stone, um, Gavin Store uh, twelve overall. Clayton Beater fifteenth overall. A lot of guys. There's a couple outfielders here to kind of mention. Uh, first one is Andy Pages, number six overall prospect, 2018 pro, uh, IFA out of Cuba. And um, was going to be traded to the Angels, actually, in February 2020. And the the owner of the Angels, Art Moreno, called it off. Worked out really well. Debuted in high A Great Lakes in 2021. Hit 31 home runs. Uh, led all of the hot, hot, led the division, like all of high A Central. Record for the franchise. Led the league in runs, 96. 539 slugging, 933 OPS, was MVP of the high A Central League last year. So, uh, absolutely just destroys balls. Plus, plus power. Um, Very, very good at... So, he's got holes in his swing, right? He's very vulnerable to fastballs up in the zone. We've talked on the show before. That's a thing that is becoming more and more common in baseball is you're throwing the fastball less. You're throwing more breaking pitches. But when you throw the fastball, you're throwing the fastball. Um, you're elevating it up in the zone. You're throwing it high. If you're good enough, you're throwing it high and in. So um, with with the his ability to make adjustments and things like that, I think he's going to get to average as far as hitting. Um, keeps the strikeouts. The strikeouts are pretty good for a power hitting kind of guy. Uh, walks enough where you're not going to be concerned there. Uh, but some of the issues he has, I mean, he's like... Off the field, struggles with his weight a bit. And then running speed. He's kind of below average at um, uh, speed. And then he mentally needs to focus a little better. So he runs into outs on the base paths because he'll try to go first and third and he shouldn't. Or, you know, he'll he'll try to steal and can't do it. Take an extra base and he shouldn't. And then he's an, he's an inconsistent defender is the best way I've seen it put. Uh, because he doesn't necessarily focus on the defensive side of the game. So when he's focused in, average defender, 
arm is massive. Plus, plus arm, he's just not very accurate with it. So, he's a guy, tons of potential, and that's why he's at number six. Because he's got this power, he's got the arm. He just needs to improve uh, some of the, the offensive stuff, sealing, closing some of the holes in his game, and then some of the mental stuff. And that's going to help with the defense and the base running. So, uh, just a little bit of struggles there. Like I said, quite a few pitchers here between a, you know, between a Landon Knack and a Gavin Stone and, uh, you know, and a, and a Clayton Beater. But there's an outfielder here, James Outman, 6'3", 215. Um, played for three years at Sacramento State. Was actually a, a middle linebacker. And like looks, if you look at him, you can see that still. So seventh round pick um, by the Dodgers in 2018. So a little bit older for being in double A, um, but pretty decent center fielder. I mean, I think he's, you could probably call him up now and he would be a fourth outfielder for you. He's got um, almost plus plus speed. He can run down stuff in the gap pretty well. Um, good burst, good reads and routes and reactions in center. So useful talent there, plus runner on the base pass as well. Um, offensively, he has some power, but he kind of has to, they've been working on, on the kinetic chain, getting everything to line up and he still has to cheat a bit to like catch up to elite velo. But if he connects with a fastball, he can crush it. So the defense, the power, like I said, feels like he could be a fourth outfielder right now. He's hitting 283, 395, 50 over 180 at bats, loving home runs, five stolen bases. So you could call him up next time you have an injury in the outfield and he can play. You've seen Gavin Lux out there, obviously, to go along with Taylor and Bellinger and things like that, and Mookie Betts. Somebody gets hurt, he can step up in there if you don't want to use Lux. You know, if you have Lux playing second while Muncy's on the IL. Versatility there. And a guy that feels like he's this close from having a breakout. Like we've seen those players that they've got all of these tools, and for some reason it doesn't come together, and then boom, something clicks. And James Alman feels like that guy that's this close to figuring it all out and putting it together. And in just a minute, I want to get to uh, this AAA, the, the Oklahoma City Dodgers, uh, and just some of the talent they have there, especially some of the high-level talent. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Online. We have been asking for this. Built finally delivered. We have built granola bars. So chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, white chocolate berry. The three flavors they have right now, if you want to try those, you can get a mixed box at Built.com right now. They can do, obviously, granola bars loaded with granola, so you get the crunch and the chewiness, um, packed with protein, just like everything else, covered 100% real chocolate, it's like 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar. So great healthy snack, throw in your bag, take on the road with you, um, and then you can combine those in a box with the bars, with the puffs. Um, you know, so whether you want a standard protein bar, you want a protein infused marshmallow, you want a granola bar, they've got all those options. Again, the three flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. You got to, you got to check these out. They're really good. So go to, go to built.com to get the mixed box. Now, while you're there, use promo code locked 15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code locked 15 at built.com. So the AAA Oklahoma City Dodgers, super original name, right? It's been a ton of different franchises. I, I get it. Um, 
2021, 67 and 62. So seven and a half games back. And right now they're 29 and 21 and they're one game back off the lead. And again, that is through Thursday morning. So they may, they win Thursday night. They may be in the lead. They may be tied for the lead. But a lot of bigger prospects here and guys that it feels like they're just kind of stashing guys here, waiting for someone at the big league level to have to miss some time to call these guys up. So you've got number three overall prospect in the system, Miguel Vargas. 2017 IFA out of Cuba, plays third base. Um, and he's a guy, his dad is a Cuban baseball legend, so he kind of had a lot of um, lot of kind of lineage there. But um, the years that he's been in this system, he hit 330, then 308, and then last year 319 with 23 home runs and was third in the entire minors and hits. Right now, um, 187 at-bats, he's 289, 392, 476, so a little bit down from that. Uh, but He's also in AAA. He's using the big league baseballs. Uh, there's a li- possible little bit of that there. Um, seven home runs, five stolen bases. And so just a very, very natural hitter. And his dad was was like that too. His dad won two Olympic gold medals in the 90s. Uh, but uh, has the ability to keep his barrel, the barrel of his bat, in the zone an incredibly long time. And so it doesn't matter if you pitch him inside, outside, high, low, whatever. He can get to it. He could drive it. It's kind of natural to put it to the right center gap, but he started to like pull pitches a little bit and the power to his pull side ends up coming out to around above average. So definitely a plus hitter. Just, I mean, he is. Um, doesn't strike out a lot. Power's going to grade at a above average probably. Defensively, that's kind of the question. So... You hit a ball right at him, he's going to get it. But he doesn't have great range, doesn't have great mobility at third base, probably fringy right now. Arm is better than average, but not like a typical third baseman cannon you'd kind of want. The comp I see a lot for him is Yuli Gurriel, which I think is a really great comp, actually. I don't, again, don't do comps on this show, but that's a good one and somebody else did. Um, It really feels like he is the short-term Justin Turner replacement. Uh, now that Freddie Freeman's in LA for a while, which still feels weird to say, um, this is something where you may see him eventually end up moving to DH simply like if there's a better third baseman to come in and backfill, but, um, could debut anytime, I think. And I think when he does, his hit tool is going to be great. He's going to be additive to the lineup, uh, right behind him. Second baseman, Michael Bush. So, 2019, 31st overall pick out of, I think it was NC State? No, North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, Has missed a lot of time. So, only got 10 games that year. Got got hit by a pitch and broke his hand. Uh, Lost all of 2020. Finally debuted in 2021. Straight to double A. Got hit by a pitch on the right hand again. Messed him up for like a month, but still. Finished among the leaders in the organization in like every offensive category. So very disciplined, very hard contact. Uh, Not a long swing like Miguel Vargas. Very kind of short and efficient swing. Uh, Drives the ball. Very good at driving the ball back up the middle. Um, I, you know, he's, he's developed above average power. 
Um, and it's kind of all right up the middle in that, like that left center to right center kind of range, just back up the middle there. Uh, I am worried he's not aggressive enough. So he can fall behind in counts. And obviously, like the, the difference in um, two and one and one and two is massive in a count. He too often would fall, would fall, um, fall behind in the count. Um, showed some aggressiveness the end of last year. Hit 346 in the final in the final month of the season. Um, went from first base in college to second base now. Uh, can make all of the the routine plays. Kind of limited on range. Kind of limited on his arm strength. But you've got the ability to shift and things like that right now. Uh, obviously, if the shifts go away, that's going to dampen your enthusiasm a bit. But uh, the comp that I don't do comps, but the comp that I have seen for him is very much hitting and defending kind of like a Max Muncy. So uh, if Max Muncy ends up missing, missing prolonged time and you're using Gavin Lux somewhere else, Michael Bush is an option to get called up to play some second base. Again, you're going to lose probably a little bit of your defense if you do that, but offensively, um, he will make up for that. And then a guy you've kind of seen go back and forth between um, the big league level and AAA this year. Number five prospect right-hand pitcher Ryan Pipo. So 2019 third rounder out of Butler. Uh, actually owns the single season and career strikeout records for the Butler Bulldogs. Um, the big thing, the big thing that, that got the organization believing in how good he was was in 2020 during the second spring training, that summer camp, whatever you want to call it. Um in an outing, he strikes out Bellinger, Lux, and Matt Beatty. Like, all, like, boom, boom, boom. Went to the alternate site, played well, went to double A for his debut. Well, second in the system in strikeouts with 127. Second in the system with walks with 47. So, some good and some bad. Fastball is uh, mid to upper 90s. Uh, l- moves a lot to the arm side, a lot of run to it. Changeup is one of the best changeups in the system, if not in all of minor league baseball. A um, lot of late movement to it, vertical break. Um, just do one of those changeups. You're going to see Pitching Ninja tweet about it. It's going to make dudes look foolish. Okay, slider is in the upper 80s. Really, kind of a of a not as much movement of a tighter slider. Uh, could be average, but he can't quite control it very well. Curveball is kind of iffy. And then control as a whole is just kind of below average. And so for him, it's all a timing thing. Like he has to stay consistent speed-wise through his delivery and keep his balance. And what happens is he'll rush to the delivery and he'll kind of drift out of that balance point. And when that happens, uh, the outings end up being shorter because he can't command the fastball and the changeup. And he's either missing the plate or he's leaving everything middle-middle. Uh, so if he can work on that delivery a bit, and you saw some of that when he got called up this year. If he can work on the delivery a bit, and it looks like he's done some of that. 32 innings this year, 172 ERA, 42 strikeouts, 13 walks, more than you'd love to see. But uh, it's something where, worst case scenario, you can move him to the bullpen towards the back half of the bullpen. Um, I mean, I know you've got Gratterall and you've got Kimbrough and all that right now, but uh, a guy you can put in the back half of the bullpen because that fastball changeup combo is so good. Um, you like again would like to see him figure out that third pitch, get consistent with the delivery, be a number three or number four starter, but can absolutely play and contribute for you in the bullpen. Um, 
Great week of shows. Great week of shows coming up next week. Really excited about this. If you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show is on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us lockedonmlbprospects at gmail.com. Go out, watch some baseball this weekend. There's not only professional baseball and minor league baseball. College baseball is in the postseason. I'm going to be doing some draft scouting on Friday morning. I'm watching, um, by the time you listen to this probably, I'm watching UCLA versus Florida State. We get Parker Messick versus Max Radic, two guys who are expected to go pretty early in the draft in July. Excited to get a, get some of that in. Talk about that next week on a, on a mock draft show. And speaking of that, we have our Locked On mock draft next Tuesday. Me and Jeff from Locked On Guardians are alternating, making our picks. That'll be next Tuesday on the show. So stay tuned for that. But until then, this has been Locked On MLB Prospect. Mm-hmm.